Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Hello, Cosmos Country, and welcome back to another edition of First Team Podcast. I'm your host, John Frashante. I hope everyone had a very safe and uh, wonderful Thanksgiving holiday weekend. I am joined on this week's episode by Chief Executive Officer and President of Soccer Operations for Palm Beach Stars of the United Premier Soccer League, and that is Tony Efrate, a fellow Italian, and he joins the show to talk about his club, Palm Beach Stars of the United Premier Soccer League. Yes, um, so I came to Florida six years ago. Mm-hmm. So uh, because I'm a FIFA agent player and uh, I work in Italy, in Brazil, and uh, I saw an opportunity here in uh, in the United States and especially in South Florida. You know, so I came six years ago here. So I started to work as agent. I did a little transfer. And then uh, I, I created my first team that was the uh, Miami Beach Club, the football. Before that, I worked for uh, almost one year uh, with uh, Miami United, that was the main soccer entity here in Miami, you know, before uh, before Beckham arrived and then uh, before Miami FC. So after that, I worked one year with Roberto Saka, that was one of the pioneers of the football here in Miami. Uh, he created a team in 2013, and uh, I worked for one year with him, and then in 2018, uh, I decided to found my team, Miami Beach, because I was living in Miami Beach, and uh, in my opinion, uh, Miami Beach is uh, recognized worldwide, so they deserve to have a, a team, and I founded the team uh, in 2018, we started to compete in March uh, 2020, and then, you know, COVID-19 happened, and uh, uh, I, the, you know, we just stopped to play, and uh, in the meantime, uh, a group of investors saw the good work that uh, me and my staff did in Miami Beach and uh, asked me to lead this project in uh, Palm Beach. You know, and so uh, we start with the UPSL. We are uh, uh, we are in the second place now. We gonna play uh, until January in the PSL. Then uh, we would like try to go pro. You know, it's a, it's a long shot, it's a lot of work, but we are working on that. So, and uh, we choose, I mean, they choose me and they choose Palm Beach County because, uh, uh, you know, you're from New York, but uh, here in Palm Beach County uh, is the fourth zip code in the United States, the fourth richest zip code in the United States, and they don't have a professional team. So it's not like Miami where we have uh, American football, we have now baseball, we have uh, NBA with Miami Heat. In Palm Beach County, they don't have a professional football, professional baseball, professional soccer. So we are trying to give something to the people. I think there's a lot of fans that just don't know that market, right? And uh, for Palm Beach Stars, if you head to their website, they have a professional roster. They have a professional coaching staff in Jose Luis Fierreal. And for people that don't know too much about him, he has coached in uh, Jacksonville with the Armada. In the NASL, right. right? So there's um, big investment that is taking place there with your club. Yeah, so um, it's true because, you know, uh, I, I work only with the professional environment, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what is missing here in the United States for me, in my opinion, and uh, in South Florida especially. Um, 
there is passion, but then uh, the, the lower division, the lower team, uh, you know, uh, they are not that well organized like uh, the lower division in Europe. I came from Italy, you know, so it's totally different. But uh, uh, And me and my team would like, uh, you know, put this organi- organization on, on the top of the uh, of the mind of the people because uh, uh, it's very important to be organized and also in the lower division. And for be organized, I mean, uh, like marketing-wise, uh, coaching staff, players, uh, you need to do rumors, you know. Uh, we are not here to with Palm Beach Stars. We are not just friends that they they just bring up uh, 20 players and uh, play. We want to bring a professional soccer in and professional mentality. For this, we appoint Jose Luis Villarreal. Uh, as you say, the, he coached for uh, a couple of years in Jacksonville Armada in the in the NAS, and he played against the New York Cosmos. And then... Uh, uh, he played uh, five years with Boca Juniors, River Plate, Athletic Madrid. So uh, we bring one person that teaches soccer and is well known uh, for his career. And also the, his technical staff, you know, they are all profe- ex-professional players. And uh, this is what the ownership asked to me, to bring out soccer professional mentality here. And then they asked to choose the name and they choose Palm Beach Stars because I'm a huge fan of New York Cosmos. And, you know, uh, it's like my, you know, the stars for me, some that uh, come before the cosmos, you know, the cosmos are untouchable for me. So I just dedicate the name to them. So uh, we are just trying to bring in professional soccer and professional mentality. This is what is missing here in the United States, in my opinion. I don't know if you if you think the same things or you have another opinion about this. Yeah, and um, I feel in the lower divisions, there is a soccer wars going on. Do you agree with that? Because even at your level, at uh, the UPSL level, you have your main competitor, which is the NPSL, right? And uh, for a lot of soccer fans, the UPSL is a cheaper and it's a longer season option compared to the NPSL. And I've heard from multiple people that the NPSL, the individual clubs... They need to have about a six-figure uh, budget for that summer yep. season, right? And now with your club, you're playing a full season. You're playing a full year. I believe the UPSL has an option to play either one or both of the seasons. You're in Florida, so that makes much more sense for you guys down there. So can you speak more to that about that level? So uh, the UPSL has a, is well-structured because mm-hmm. uh, we have an option also to play the spring season so mm-hmm. they let you play and uh, this is what what really counts you yeah, know yeah. Uh, we as a group we spoke with all the league we spoke we spoke with the usl with the nisa with the mpsl you know uh the mpsl has a great organization uh you know um, the the only problem that they they have a, like a, a lower season you know it's not a long day they, they start in april and they end up in august so you know, I think this is one important thing. The the people want to play. The the players they need to play, and the only playing, you know, you you can develop uh, uh, certain skills for the players, and uh, you uh, you can do better with your front office. So um, this is one big problem you know, in the lower division. I think that the UPSL and PSL they should merge in one uh, in one championship because for me it makes no sense have a. Uh, two uh, lower division like UPSL and MPSL. You know, uh, it's like uh, uh, 
they are competitor, but really they should work together, you know, uh, because they should create a, one huge league that uh, uh, will be the official fourth division in the United States. And um, for the market here in Palm Beach, uh, I think we have a great market. Uh, we just born three months ago, so uh, we really uh, didn't start to to work on the local community. We we hired two weeks ago a local marketing company, you know. But uh, I think uh, there is a good potential at least to play USL on ISA Pro, USL one on ISA Pro. So uh, now with COVID. You know, it's, it's like it's like very hard to uh, to see that. You know, uh, it's very hard to prove that. But I think once the COVID situation will be better, uh, we can start to uh, to test the market. But uh, with our research, we think the Palm Beach County uh, is a good market, and also the USL one puts us uh, put Palm Beach County as a top of the list for uh, the market. You know, they need to. They are trying to acquire this market, so yeah, yeah. it's a good place where to do soccer. And especially, you know, we are in Florida, and you can see our roster. In our roster, we have four professional, four ex-professional players. We have Justin Oit, that is our captain. He's our central defender. He played for Arsenal. He played for Cincinnati and MLS. Then we have Juan Cabezas. That last year he played with the Houston Dynamo. We have Brian Perea, our striker. He played five years in Italy with Lazio in first division. And then we have Edson Brafide. He's our left back. And he played the final World Cup 2010. Uh, his whole is Dutch, you know, Holland against. So when you, when you show them the organization, when you show them the name that we have as coach, and when you show that we are in Florida, you know, they, they come here. You know, they, they, they love here. So uh, there is a huge potential to the soccer here in South Florida. Yeah, I feel like the UPSL and uh, because of their structure where they don't have a, a very high expansion fee, I think uh, it helps clubs to invest in their market because they invest in a front office. They invest in their coaching staff and in their players yeah. rather than the NPSL that has a smaller product, has a smaller sample size, and they don't really have the time but they have the money right they have the money they have the people behind those clubs and behind the league to do what they want to do but they don't have uh i guess that a uh, longer season to make those right investments uh but also yeah. i saw on social media for your club uh that uh, you're playing a international friendly so can you please speak more to that one yeah we played last tuesday against uh, the turks and caicos uh national team yeah. after the month it was our first international friend it was you know it was a big emotion because uh, i told you without the three months we achieve a, a lot of things that uh, a team that are here since 2014 2015 they didn't achieve so uh, and we are organized also another couple of um, international friendly for the next year we would like play with the open door and uh, we are looking to buy a land in the uh, West Palm Beach area because uh, another huge problem here are the facilities. Uh, with COVID, it's almost impossible to get a facility. But without COVID, uh, the facility, you know, they, they don't look that great. Uh, most of them, they have a football line that really... Is, I, I won't say it's disgusting watching a, a soccer game with the football, American football line. So uh, this is the next step that we want to do. We want to buy a land. We want to to build 
our little stadium and our uh, couple of fields uh, for develop an academy. And we have a, like a, uh, we have an open mind. We, w- we want to be an American team, but with a with a European culture, you know. So we want to bring really some the professional. And uh, for this reason, I say that uh, uh, the lower leagues they need to improve a lot because I talk about the PSL. Uh, there, this UPSL, the whole season is very competitive. But the problem of the, the most problem is uh, they don't have, uh, uh, you know, an organization, really an organization. Uh, it's like uh, uh, they're going to play a Sunday league. Uh, these are a really big problem because the soccer will never grow in that way. So this is really a big problem. Maybe in NPSL it's different. The team are well organized. They have a, a, a little bit more budget, but there is not that much difference. So I think I uh, I keep saying those two leagues they should merge, they should create a, uh, a minimum standards, and they should really have a a, a, a huge fourth division in, in the American soccer pyramid. Yeah, and um, when I go on your website, right, uh, it says path to Europe. So um, can you please? touch on that topic because I think a lot of clubs in the United States, I think they want to offer that for their players but in the United States, when you make that investment in your players and you want them to go abroad in uh, most countries in the world that club feels the financial benefit of that but the United States Soccer Federation they don't follow that FIFA rule to where those clubs can receive uh, training compensation. There's historic yeah. uh, cases with DeAndre Yedlin when he went to Spurs oh, and yeah. Newcastle and things like that. It goes on and on and on. These academies could or they should have got high six figures or millions of dollars or stuff like that. That is life-changing money for these organizations. But the federation that sanctions the game in this country doesn't make that happen. So I guess the question to you is how do you make that worth your time and worth that investment when we know the reality in U.S. soccer? Yeah, it is a good question, John, because uh, this is really a huge problem for all the soccer movement because uh, the the lower team, where do they get the revenue? Uh, there are no revenue, you know. There is only a huge investment, but uh, you don't receive anything back. And... Uh, you don't have even a backup, as you said, for the, you know, if uh, some good players uh, go pro, go play professional, you don't have uh, the federation backup, you know, because anybody can steal your player. So you can you can develop your player for five, four, six years, and then somebody can steal it, and, you know, you just spend the money on that player. So they should change a lot. They should change some rules. We have a path to Europe because we have a great connection in Italy, in Portugal, in all Europe. So our best players, they they can go in Europe, they can try with a professional team, and then you know the professional team that want to to purchase the right of the player needs to deal with us. But uh, because we don't have any backup from the federation, you know I'm also a FIFA agent, uh, and uh, we rep- we can get our money representing the player as an agent. And uh, this is the only the only way. W- where a lower uh, team can can do some revenue. Otherwise, uh, if you don't represent the player itself, it uh, will be a huge problem because anybody can come and steal your player, of course. 
So you don't have really a financial backup. And this is the, one of the revenue that you can have. So it's very important. The academy is very important to develop the players and try to, I don't say to sell the players because, you know, uh, it's very hard to sell a player from a lower division. But at least you, you can give the opportunity to the player to play in a, in a, a pro uh, championship in Europe and then you can sign a collateral contract with the, the team and get uh, like 10%, 20% of the future sale. You know, because of the rule of the Federation, American Federation, uh, the lower team, then we don't have any backup. So we have two ways to have a backup. Go pro, and but not in MLS because, you know, the MLS control uh, the transfer. Uh, you need to go professional. Go professional, you can sign a FIFA contract, so you are under the FIFA umbrella, so if something happens, you can appeal to the FIFA. Otherwise, as you said, the Yedlin case, uh, you don't have backup, and uh, you invest, but you can receive back, and that means you can keep doing soccer, you know? You can keep doing soccer, so uh, this is a huge problem. So are you saying that uh, your club, Palm Beach Stars, do they have these players under maybe a multi-year contract to where they can command a fee if that was the case? Or would you just have to sort of uh, put them out there as the agent, right? And then the club gets that percentage of the fee. Yeah, it's the only way that you can monetize uh, players. You know, uh, you you sign a contract, agent contract with the players and say, listen, I'm going to give you the opportunity to go to play in Europe. Uh, if you can get a contract, you know, we're going to be our uh, your agent, we're going to represent you, and then we're going to get our cut. That's it. Because, you know, we sent a player of us to training three, three weeks with the, the Orlando City reserve team. You know, if they want to get him, you know, they, they don't even need to speak with us. They just go with the, the player, say, listen, sign here. Because, you know, in UPSL, there are not any professional contracts. So, uh, you know, I think the whole system is wrong, you know. And, and I say this because I come from a European background where the lower division, they have a backup from the federation, you know. And it, it, this, is, this right is a, it's a, it's normal, it's logic, but not here in the United States. So a lot of things they should change and at least let the lower division develop player sell the players get some money reinvest the money in some facilities uh, otherwise the lower division are uh, forever stuck yeah that's for sure i saw a tweet from a fellow italian agent as well and he was comparing italian lower division soccer to the united states lower divisions and he was saying like from I guess the second division to like the fourth division or lower than that, they were the players were getting paid a certain amount of money. So maybe can you clarify that? Because the UPSL, I guess officially unofficially, is the fourth division, right? So in Italy, the fourth division, what's the normal or average salary for a player in that league? So, uh, because at the moment, the UPSL is not a professional league. Players don't legally get paid in the league, but we all know that there are loopholes in that system. So there are some teams, some players that are getting payment in the UPSL, in the NPSL, that happens. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let me start with uh, in Italy. In mm-hmm. Italy, the fourth division uh, is like 
semi pro division because if you win the fourth division you you, you are pro because you're going to play the third division that it's already pro so uh in fourth division you get like they call a reimbursement but it's you know it's a decent money they are decent money it's like around one thousand six hundred dollar monthly average then you have the like a dp player where you can pay also uh, $3,000 monthly, but you know, uh, a young, the minimum wage, let's say like this, the minimum reimbursement for the Italian uh, fourth division is around $600 monthly, you know, and the, you need to also to know that uh, the cost of the life in Italy is a way lower than here in the United States. In the UPSL, basically, uh, you, I mean, you can play, you can pay the player because uh, the player will, will not sign any contract, you know, so you you just uh, register the player in the in the roster you know in the system and that's it. So uh, the player then you have a um, a collateral contract with the player. Or somebody get paid, somebody get a reimbursement. But I think the 90% of the the team they don't pay the players. So and uh, you know I can understand it because it's always question budget. But uh, and the UPSL, especially this year in the post season, uh, since the college are closed, a lot of college players they came to play in UPSL and they can receive money for a certain reason. Uh, but I think you know UPSL as MPSL as their own team, they they pay the, the player, but uh, the 90% of players they don't get any money, just a kind of reimbursement. And this, like, uh, like with life, you know, is uh, a question of budget, a question of ambition, a question of money. But uh, I, I understand the team that they, they don't pay the players because uh, if you win the championship, you don't get promoted. So uh, if you spend, I don't know, uh, 100k for years uh, for win the championship, what you gonna, what you gonna have as a revenue? Nothing. You are gonna win a. <laughs> Uh, cup and here in South Florida, especially, there are uh, some teams that pay the player for game. You know, you know, they they start uh, the roster every Sunday. The roster is different, so we're gonna play against the first uh, in the in the standings. Okay, we we gonna get uh, three, four good players. We're gonna pay them. I don't know, two hundred dollar for that game. So everything is wrong to me, really. A lot of things yeah. could be changed. Yeah, that happens here in uh, New York City. I know of some uh, Cosmos yeah. players that do command uh, a five hundred dollar fee per game. They play in the off season to stay fit, yeah. make some extra money, and that's in the grassroots leagues in New York City. So that's the amateur yeah. leagues, the amateur level. But, We're not even but talking they are very NPSL. Competitive, I know. Yeah, yeah, they are very, very competitive, competitive, especially now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the same is here, you know, maybe some player of my MFC, some player uh, that get paid, you know, and this is wrong because, uh, uh, you know, you can change the roster uh, in the meantime that you're playing, and this is uh, something crazy to me because in Italy, even the fourth division, uh, you have the transfer mark window, that's it, once it's over, it's over, here you can add people, you know, uh, this is something that uh, does let the game grow. Really. And two final questions here, Tony. Uh, the first one is, what are your thoughts on Rocco Camiso, fellow Italian, owner of the New York Cosmos? I know you're a massive supporter, a massive fan yeah. of the New York Cosmos from back in the day, of course. Uh, so what are your thoughts on the man himself, Rocco Camiso? He bought Fiorentina in Serie A as well. So a uh, very yeah. special man. 
Yeah, so mm-hmm. I really love uh, Rocco Comiso because, you know, he's an uh, Italian like me and, uh, you know, he, he's a self-made man here in the United States. So, uh, and I loved him because, uh, you know, he purchased the Cosmos when uh, the Cosmos was uh, almost out of the business. So he saved uh, my favorite team, the team that I love. Uh, now, I think that he's focused, of course, in Italy with the Fiorentina. Uh, he has uh, like uh, the project of the stadium, the project of the uh, training facilities, you know. Uh, he's having uh, some trouble in Italy because of the bureaucracy is different in the United States. So um, it's slow and uh, uh, they don't let me, they don't let him build the stadium. They don't let build the stadium in, the, in Florence, you know. But, uh, you know, something that uh, uh, I don't say I don't like, but uh, I would like him be focused also on the New York Cosmos, you know, because really uh, the New York Cosmos, they are a, a huge brand. I know that Fiorentina is in first division, is in Florence, uh, is a good business, uh, you know, and basically uh, he purchased Fiorentina less than uh, uh, Charlotte FC purchased the MLS franchise. Uh, can you imagine? So I know it's a good business, but I would like him to be focused also on the Cosmos, you know, because uh, this, I know very well the capital of the Cosmos, Manuel Sembroni, uh, and the, the Cosmos, they, they don't deserve to stay on the bottom of the uh, Nice and Divinante Cup. And, uh, you know, they, they, need to, they need to fight to win the championship every year. So I would like Rock to be focused also on the New York Cosmos. But in Italy, he's doing great. He's doing mm-hmm. great this, the, the, this season. You know, Fiorentina isn't, you know, he started well, then he, he lost two, three games in a row. But, you know, uh, uh, Italy is like this, up and down, but uh, uh, he's building a solid project, you know. And uh, in Italy, we need more people like him, really, more investors like him. And you said earlier in our chat here, you said that uh, Palm Beach Stars might consider going pro can you uh, maybe reveal what leagues you were speaking to or if there are conversations that are taking place at the moment? Yes. So, uh, the the target of the ownership is going pro because really, mm-hmm. uh, as I said before, uh, staying here in the lower league for uh, two, three, four years, you're going to only lose money, you know. Uh, so you need to invest on facilities and you need to go pro. We are talking with both divisions, USL, and uh, NISA. So we are in deep conversation with both divisions. Uh, and then uh, it's coming the time to decide. You know, uh, we are all also waiting a couple more investors to join us because, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the USL has a huge cost, the NISA uh, less cost, but, you know, uh, they are both uh, professional leagues, so they need, uh, uh, they require a lot of money. Uh, really, uh, you know, uh, I, I like uh, both league, but for my style of thinking, you know, for the soccer that I come, uh, Nisa is something that uh, uh, I really like personally. So part of the ownership love more USL, and uh, really we need to go pro. So uh, let's see what's gonna happen in the next month. Special thanks to Tony for joining me on this week's episode of First Team Podcast. I wish him and the entire club the very best in their efforts to go pro. Tony and Palm Beach Stars is one of many examples in U.S. soccer. The Federation are holding the game back. Even at the amateur, 
and semi-pro ranks. It's sad to say, but the games and leagues are meaningless at that level. As Tony says on this week's episode, you win the league and all you get is a trophy. All you get is a cup. There is no promotion. There is nothing to fight for. In the NPSL, clubs are spending somewhere between fifty to $100,000 a year. And that's for a summer league that fields mostly college players. At the end of the day, the NPSL is a minor league system. And I don't like talking about that phrase. I don't like labeling that minor league. I really don't believe in minor league soccer. But to the highest extent, I believe that the NPSL is happy to be at that level. They're happy to be a minor league system that is just feeding Major League Soccer. They have that Major League or that combine where NPSL players can possibly get a chance to be seen by Major League Soccer scouts. So I truly believe, again, I don't like using this phrase. I cringe when other people talk about it. But I believe that the NPSL is happy to play within the current system and be that feeder system. There is no motivation to grow their brand or the product on or off the field. There is more that I would like to say on the NPSL, but that I will hold for next week's episode. But there are a lot of problems in the game in this country, and that's why we are dedicated to covering the lower divisions here at First Team Podcast every single week. Most other mainstream media outlets or other uh, grassroots mom-and-pop media outlets, uh, they just don't care, right? They just don't care about the problems. There's fans that love MLS so much, and you can love Major League Soccer, but they don't accept there's problems in the game. They don't accept that there's history or that there was people and clubs and players and fans before Major League Soccer. So I think there's a lot of flaws. There's a a lot of problems within the game. And that's why we're here to sort of spread the word and try to get people on the record, as in Tony, who runs the club. He's the chief executive officer of Palm Beach Stars. And you can't doubt his opinion. You can't doubt his opinion. You can't doubt his evidence because he runs a club in Florida, in the UPSL, and he has the experience. He is a FIFA agent. He has the know-how. He has the vision. So you really can't doubt people like that. But I do invite your emails. You can email the show at firstteampod at gmail.com and I will read out your email on next week's episode. And lastly, please connect with First Team Podcast on social media at First Team Pod on Twitter and on Facebook. Visit our website, which is firstteampod.com. That is firstteampod.com. Bookmark that link. That is the one-stop shop for all of our podcasts and the latest news in lower division soccer. Thanks for listening to this week's episode and a special thanks to Tony for joining me on this week's episode. I really do appreciate it.